Section two of the Adventures of Bob White by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter five. Others are interested in Bob White. Peter Rabbit wasn't the only one who was interested in Bob White and in Bob's hidden home. Oh my, no. It seemed to Peter that Reddy and Granny Fox were prowling around the dear old briar patch most of the time. At first he didn't understand it. It isn't me they are after, because they know well enough that they can't catch me here, said he to himself as he watched them one morning. It isn't Danny Meadow Mouse, because Danny hasn't been over this way for a long time. I don't see how it can be Bob White, because he isn't likely to stay on the ground while they are around, and they can't catch him unless he is on the ground. He was so busy trying to puzzle out what should bring Reddy and Granny that way so often that he neither saw nor heard Jimmy Skunk steal up behind him. Boo! said Jimmy, and Peter nearly jumped out of his skin. What did you do that for? demanded Peter indignantly. Just to teach you that you shouldn't go to sleep without keeping your ears open, replied Jimmy with a grin. I wasn't asleep, protested Peter crossly. I was just watching Reddy and Granny Fox and wondering what brings them over here so much. You might just as well have been asleep, replied Jimmy. Supposing I had been my cousin, Shadow the Weasel. Peter shivered at the very thought. Jimmy continued, You are old enough to know, Peter, that it isn't safe to be so interested in one thing that you forget to watch out for other things. As for Reddy and Granny Fox, you ought to know what brings them over this way so much. What? demanded Peter. Hasn't Bob White got a nest somewhere around here? asked Jimmy by way of answer. Yes, replied Peter slowly. I suppose he has. But what of that? Why, Reddy and Granny are looking for it, stupid, replied Jimmy. Peter stared at Jimmy a minute in a puzzled way. What do they want of that? he asked finally. They don't eat eggs, do they? Eggs hatch out into little birds, don't they? demanded Jimmy. If Reddy and Granny can find that nest, they'll wait until the eggs have hatched into birds, and then, well, I've heard say that there is nothing more delicious than young quail. Now do you see? Peter did. Of course he did. He understood perfectly. Reddy and Granny had heard Bob White whistling over there every day, and they knew that meant that his home wasn't far away. It was all very plain now. By the way, you don't happen to know where that nest is, do you? asked Jimmy carelessly. No, I don't, exclaimed Peter, and suddenly was glad that he didn't know about that nest. What do you want to know for? he demanded suspiciously. I'm hungry for some eggs, confessed Jimmy frankly. You wouldn't rob Mr. and Mrs. Bob White of their eggs, would you? cried Peter. I thought better of you than that, Jimmy Skunk. Jimmy grinned. Don't get excited, Peter, said he. I'm told that Mrs. Bob lays a great many eggs, and if that's the case, she wouldn't miss a few. Ch 
Jimmy Skunk, you're horrid, so there, declared Peter. Don't blame me, retorted Jimmy. Old Mother Nature gave me a taste for eggs, just as she gave Reddy Fox a taste for rabbit. You haven't any idea where that nest is, have you? No, I haven't. If I had, I wouldn't tell you, declared Peter. Well, so long, replied Jimmy good-naturedly. I think I'll have a look for it. I don't wish Bob White and his wife the least bit of harm, but I would like two or three of those eggs. And with this, Jimmy Skunk ambled out to look for Bob White's nest. Chapter 6 THE CUNNING OF MR. AND MRS. BOB WHITE When Bob White brought Mrs. Bob down to the green meadows from the old pasture in the beautiful springtime, she was as delighted as he had hoped she would be. Very wisely he had not even hinted that he thought there was the place of all places for them to build their home. He knew that she would never be satisfied unless she felt that she was the one who had chosen the place for their home. So Bob didn't so much as hint that he had a home in mind. He didn't even tell her how beautiful it was over on the green meadows near the dear old briar patch. He let her find it out for herself. Now little Mrs. Bob was very anxious to get to housekeeping, and no sooner did she reach the green meadows than she made up her mind that here was the place of all places for a home. In the first place it was very beautiful, and Mrs. Bob has an eye for beauty. In the second place there was plenty to eat, one of the most important things to consider when you are likely to have a great many little mouths to feed. In the third place there were plenty of good hiding places. And lastly, Mrs. Bob liked the neighbors. Bob White took care not to let her see that he was tickled. He gravely pointed out to her the fact that Granny and Reddy Fox, Old Man Coyote, and Redtail the Hawk would soon discover that they were living there, and then there would be danger all the time, and they would never know what it was to be free from worry. "'Not a bit more than in the old pasture where we built last year,' snapped Mrs. Bob. "'You know as well as I do that wherever we build we will be in danger. It always has been so.' and I guess it always will be so. We've been smart enough to fool our enemies before, and I guess we can do it again. I'm not afraid if you are. Bob hastened to say that he wasn't afraid. He wouldn't have her think that for the world. Oh, my, no. He was just pointing out the dangers so that they might make no mistake. Mrs. Bob didn't half hear what he was saying. She was too busy poking about, running here, running there, and all the time using her sharp little eyes for all they were worth. Bob waited patiently, a twinkle in his own eyes. He knew that when Mrs. Bob made up her mind, that was all there was to it. Presently she called to him in a low voice, and he flew over to join her. Here, she announced, is where we will build. Bob looked the ground over with a critical eye. "'Don't you think, my dear, that this is rather close to the crooked little path?' he asked. "'I have noticed that Reddy Fox and Jimmy Skunk use this path a great deal, not to mention Farmer Brown's boy.' "'That's what makes it the safest place on the green meadows, stupid,' declared little Mrs. Bob. "'They will never think to look for our home so close to where they pass.' 
these weeds are very thick and will hide our nest completely this old fallen fence post will give splendid protection on one side the old briar patch is so near that in case of need we can get to it in a hurry and there be perfectly safe you mark my words bob white no one will think of looking here for our nest if you use your common sense and do all your whistling far enough away freddy and the others are going to do all their hunting around the place you do your whistling so it is for you to make this the very safest place in the world do you see yes my dear replied bob meekly you are very clever and cunning i never should have thought of choosing such a place but i guess you are quite right i know i am retorted mrs bob now you fly over to the other side of the old briar patch and whistle while i get busy here i am anxious to get to work at once bob looked at his little brown wife with admiration then he discreetly ran under cover of the weeds and grass until he thought it was safe to take wing after which he flew to the other side of the dear old briar patch and there began to whistle as only he can chapter seven bob white finds that mrs bob is right a quarrel you may often stay by letting others have their way and you will find too that other people are quite as likely to be right as you are now while bob white told mrs bob that he guessed she was right in choosing the place she did for their home he was not at all sure of it in his own mind it wasn't a place he would have chosen if the matter had been left to him no sir that place wouldn't have been his choice he knew of at least half a dozen places which he thought much better and safer but after all this was to be mrs bob's home even more than his for she was the one who would have to stay there all the long days sitting on those beautiful white eggs they hoped to have soon so bob kept his opinions to himself and if he worried a little because the new home was so close to the crooked little path along which reddy and granny fox went so often he said nothing and brought his share of grasses straw and leaves with which to build the nest mrs bob was very particular about that nest just a common open nest wouldn't do perhaps in that wise little head of hers she guessed just what was going on in bob's mind and how he really didn't approve at all of building there so she made a very clever little roof or dome of grasses and straw over the nest with a little entrance on one side when it was all done only the very sharpest eyes ever would discover it of course bob was proud of it very proud indeed my dear it's the finest nest i've ever seen he declared i hope i do hope no one will find it mrs bob looked at him sharply why don't you own up that you wish it was somewhere else she demanded bob looked a little foolish i can't quite get over the idea that this is a very dangerous place he confessed but i've great faith in your judgment my dear he hastened to add then see to it that you are careful when you come over this way and never under any circumstances fly directly here retorted mrs bob keep away unless i call for you and when you do 
Come fly over in the long grass back there, and then keep out of sight and walk over here under cover of the grass and weeds. Bob promised he would do just as she had told him to, and to prove it, he stole away through the long grass, and did not take wing until he was far from the nest. Then he flew over beyond the dear old briar-patch, and whistled with all his might from sheer happiness. It wasn't long before there were fifteen beautiful white eggs in the nest in the weeds beside the crooked little path, and then Bob's anxiety increased, you may be sure. But time and time again he saw Reddy Fox or Granny Fox or Jimmy Skunk trot down the crooked little path, and he knew that they were coming to look for his nest. But never once did they think of looking in that patch of weeds, for it never entered their heads that anyone would build so close to a path they used so much. But they hunted and hunted everywhere else. And all the time little Mrs. Bob sat on those white eggs, and the color of her cloak was so nearly the color of the brown grasses and leaves that even if they had looked straight at her, it isn't at all likely that they would have seen her. Little by little Bob confessed to himself that Mrs. Bob was right. She had chosen the very safest place on the green meadows for their home. It was safest because it was the last place anyone would look for it. Then Bob grew less anxious, and spent all his spare time in fooling those who were looking for his home. Chapter 8 Bob Fools His Neighbors All's fair in love and war, tis said, of course this isn't true. A lot is done that's most unfair, and no one ought to do. It is always so when hate rules, and the queer thing is, it is also true, sometimes, when love rules. Love quite often does unfair things, and then tries to excuse them. But Bob White didn't feel that there was anything unfair in trying to fool his neighbors. Not a bit of it. You see, he was doing it for love and war both. He was doing it for love of shy little Mrs. Bob and their home, and for the kind of war that is always going on in the green forest and the green meadows. Of course, the little people who live there don't call it war, but you know how it is. The big people all the time trying to catch those smaller than themselves, and the little people all the time trying to get the best of the big people. So Bob White felt that it was perfectly fair and right that he should fool those of his neighbors who were hunting for his home, and so it was. He would sit on a fence-post whistling, as only he can whistle, and telling all the world that he, Bob White, was there. Presently he would see Reddy Fox trotting down the crooked little path, and pretending that he was just out for a stroll, and not at all interested in Bob or his affairs. Then Bob would pretend to look all around as if to see that no danger was near. After that he would fly over to a certain place which looked to be just the kind of a place for a nest, and there he would hide in the grass. Just as soon as he disappeared, Reddy Fox would grin in that sly way of his and say to himself, So that's where your nest is. I think I'll have a look over there. 
Then he would steal over to where he had seen Bob disappear, and poke his sharp nose into every bunch of grass, and peek under every little bush. Bob would wait until he heard those soft footsteps very near him, then he would fly up with a great noise of his swift little wings as if he were terribly frightened, and from a distant fence-post he would call in the most anxious-sounding voice. Reddy would be sure that he was near the nest, and would hunt and hunt. All the time little Mrs. Bob would be sitting comfortably on those precious eggs in the nest in the weed-patch, close beside the crooked little path chuckling to herself as she listened to Bob's voice. You see, she knew just what he was doing. It was the same way with Jimmy Skunk and Granny Fox, and even Peter Rabbit. All of them hunted and hunted for that nest, and watched Bob White, and were sure that they knew just where to look for his home, and afterward wondered why it was that they couldn't find it. Jimmy Skunk wanted some of those eggs. Reddy and Granny Fox wanted to catch Mrs. Bob, or be ready to gobble up the babies when they should hatch out of those beautiful white eggs. As for Peter Rabbit, he wanted to know where that nest was, just out of curiosity. He wouldn't have harmed Mrs. Bob or one of those eggs for the world. But Bob knew that if Peter knew where that nest was, he might visit it when someone was watching him, and something dreadful might happen as a result. So he thought it best to fool Peter, just as he did the others. And I think it was, don't you? End of section two.